They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt and Paul Wooster. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Next Gen On Mission podcast. My name is Shane Pruitt, National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board. And with me always is my co-host, one of my favorite people in the world, Paul Wooster, who is our National Collegiate Director. What's up, Paul? What's going on, man? Hey, I'm excited about this episode. And I, our guest, man, he has been spitting fire lately on Instagram and social media, sharing these devotionals. And so I was like, dude, we got to bring him on. So, man, I'm just looking forward to this episode. Yeah, same with same with me. And Paul, our guest today, um, and really all of our guests are friends, friends in ministry. But then there's some who are like legit, like friends that you engage with on a regular basis. And that's who Jay Barbier is for us, for yeah. me personally. And this is a true story. Whenever, uh, just over two years ago, when I took this role at NAM, one of the first people to call me uh, was Jay Barbier to, first of all, congratulate me, but also say, hey, man, I want to partner in ministry. I want us to work together to reach the next generation. And so, man, since then, Jay has become a dear, dear friend of mine. And so we're so excited to have Jay Barbier on the Next Gen on Mission podcast, probably one of the coolest last names uh, besides Wooster that we've had on the, on the podcast. But Jay, uh, man, he does all like really next gen reaching students for the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board and really beyond. I mean, Jay has an incredible ministry in Tennessee, but really has a national ministry as he is respected, preaches, speaks, and so many uh, just avenues and equips leaders so well respected. So Jay Barbier, welcome What's to up? the Next Gen on Mission podcast, my friend. What's up, man? Uh, man, I love y'all too. Uh, I have so much respect for both of y'all. Uh, it's because, man, y'all have a hot heart for evangelism. And it seems like that is so hard to find these days. Man, everybody wants to go and make disciples, but how can you make a disciple without leading people to Jesus? And so That's just right, so much man. respect for y'all. I love mm -hmm. it. And man, I, gosh, Paul, you know, mine and your heart, Paul, is towards uh, obviously all aspects of reaching and mobilizing students with the gospel. But man, we're evangelists at heart. Jay's an yep. evangelist. And so Jay, uh, I love it. Sometimes he'll ask me about a particular speaker or somebody recommend. And one of the things he always says is like, I want them to share the gospel and can give an invitation. Send me somebody <laughs> that can give an invitation. Amen. I'm like, yeah, brother, I love it. This is my kind of guy right here. So, <laughs> hey, Jay, but before we get too spiritual, man, tell us one fun fact that we need to know about Jay Barbier that we may not already know. I am a Disney World fanatic. If I could live <laughs> in Disney World, I would move there tomorrow. Oh, man, I, I, I am a world, Walt Disney World fanatic. That's awesome. So who's your favorite Disney princess, Jay? <laughs> uh, Tiana. Tiana, man. Come on, New Orleans. Yeah, uh, that's born, right. You are New Orleans. Born yeah. and raised in South yeah, Louisiana. Knowledge. And so I'm yeah. all about Princess and the Frog. <laughs> yeah, you are a Nolens. You're a Nolens guy, man. Well, so I awesome, noticed you said it. Disney World. What's your, what's your preference, Disneyland or Disney World? I haven't yet achieved the Disneyland status, okay, and I was hoping, okay. I was hoping next year for SBC was going to be my first experience. But certain uh, life circumstances might hold me back for next year. But I will be going there soon. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to jump into the uh, more serious questions. So we always ask this question, what do we need to know about Generation Z? 
Oh, man. Uh, I've had the privilege with Gen Z. I have a a 19-year-old son, and I have a 18-year-old daughter. And so I've I've had Gen Z in my house um, for for almost the last 20 years. I have had students uh, in my my life uh, because of student ministry. And what I've what I've seen is they 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 can smell fake a mile away. They want mm-hmm. they want everybody to just be real. They want authentic people in their lives. And the only way that they they can know if somebody's real and authentic is that they do life together. So they just want to do life with people that are honest and vulnerable, really. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, they they want that real connection. And yeah, doing life, getting close enough. They they don't care about. Um, we we need to stop trying to impress people and be more concerned with impacting people. And that's oh, yeah. not the same thing. And uh, yeah, I love that, Jay. Thank you for sharing that. And I love personally just how vulnerable you are, how real you are. Yeah. And I, 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 it's just your passion for God, your zeal to know Jesus, to make him known is just oozes out of your pores, <laughs> you know? And uh, so can you share a little bit of your story and how God yeah. built that? Uh, I grew up in South Louisiana. Uh, I was raised um, with a faith background, but I did not know Jesus until I was 18 years old. It was a, a girl at a pizza place uh, that led me to Jesus. She started, she honestly called me out and was like, hey, you say you know God, but you don't know the same Jesus I know. And Whoa. she called me out. You know, I had that Tupac approach. Only God could judge me. And she literally, <laughs> she threw it out there and uh, was like, hey, look, as, as a believer, my God has called me to, to be a fruit inspector. And she said, what you say doesn't match your, your walk. And Amen. that really challenged me. So she started inviting me to church. Um, and she's the one that led me to Jesus. Uh, I ended up marrying that girl. Uh, my wife, Natalie, and it's, uh, man, it was like, man, when she led me to Jesus, I'm like, this girl's the real deal. I love this girl. Uh, man, she showed me what real life is and that's Jesus. And we call that flirt to convert. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. So, like, listen, in student ministry, I have never been a fan of missionary dating. I've seen it go yeah, wrong right. too many times, but she made that commitment was because of her relationship with Jesus. Like she, she didn't, that was her number one. It was like, listen, nothing else is going to change. It's, she's going to chase after Jesus. So she, I actually invited her to come with me um, to a different faith background that, you know, I have now, but she went with me and she was like, listen, I'm not into that. You're going to come with me. And when I went with her, I instantly felt the love of God through the people of the church. And mm-hmm. I started sitting in in Bible studies. I heard the gospel preached from the preacher. She showed me the gospel. She gave me a new Testament. It was like, man, that girl was all on fire for Jesus. And she handed it right over to me. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, this conversation's already fire. We've already had Tupac quoted and uh, <laughs> flirt to convert, man. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, dropping some Tupac theology. Only God can judge me. I once heard somebody say, "Hey, you don't want that to happen. You want God yeah. to judge you on the cross, not when you stand in front of it." Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Hey, well, Jay, tell us what you do for the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Tell us about your yeah. role and what you do. Uh, I'm the youth specialist for Tennessee Baptist, and so my job is to serve churches. Uh, I build relationships. I uh, try to connect with churches and help them in any way they can. Uh, my my passion and desire is to help specifically with evangelism and discipleship in the sense of, hey, let's let's go win people to Jesus and then set them on the road to discipleship. And um, 
any church, whether it's a full-time uh, youth pastor, part-time, bavo, uh, or just volunteer, we're here to serve them in any way we can. And so networking is a huge part of my job is just connecting uh, with minister ministers and church people across the state. Yeah. Well, Jay, one of the things, man, that that Paul and I love about you, and, and then anytime your name is mission, mentioned across the nation, uh, one thing that people always say about you is, man, like, you, you have this zeal, this passion, this sense of urgency about you to want to reach people with the gospel and mobilize people with the gospel. But even here recently, there's been a greater impassioned sense of urgency in you. Um, and there's been a life shift that's taken place recently. So would you, to whatever level you're comfortable with, would you share about this shift in your life and what the Lord is teaching you about urgency? Yeah, uh, so September 29th, right after uh, we had our uh, the Southern Baptist State Youth Specialist meeting in September, man, we got to meet uh, there, yep. Shane, with you in Kansas City. Uh, man, I had not been feeling well. Um, actually went to a pretty nice restaurant, wasn't even able to eat, and everybody's like, man, what's wrong? Because I'm a big I boy. remember I like that, man. <laughs> there was a table full of steaks, and you were eating oh. salad, and we are like, what is wrong? We thought you had left the faith or something, man. Yeah, you know? yeah no, man. I, I was, I was <laughs> yeah. pretty miserable. Uh, yeah. So September 29th, I found out that uh, I had cancer. And so yeah. uh, within a few short weeks, I was diagnosed with stage three colorectal cancer, and it's been um, earth-shattering. Um, it's, it's been one of those things you never expect to, you know, to hear that I'm in my forties. Like, you know, it's like, man, no, this isn't, this isn't for somebody my age. This is like, you're not even supposed to have these tests until your fifties. And yeah. um, it has been, it's been a pretty tough road. Uh, but I will say from the get go uh, on that Wednesday, when I was told the word cancer, uh, that Sunday before I had preached uh, Philippians one twenty one to live as Christ, to die as gain. Wow. And I remember when I heard those words, I felt like the Lord was like, okay, man, what you going to do? Mm. And I, I'm like, it, it's that, 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 that verse of scripture kept resonating in my mind. Do I really believe this? Am I going to cling on to this? And it's because of mentors and accountability in my life and the faithfulness of God and his word. I've been able to hold on to what the, what the word of God says, what faithful teachers have, have, have laid down in, in people. Like I actually had a mentor of mine, my evangelism professor at New Orleans uh, Seminary. He called me within a few short days after I found out. And he said, Jay, uh, you've been preaching this for years. Now mm. you've got to start living it. Wow. And that, that's not to say I wasn't living it before, but it was, I understood exactly what that man was telling me. And so uh, since September, it has been a daily battle uh, that it's, I feel like I have to fight to live. Now, I don't feel like uh, my body is deteriorating just yet, but there's a lot of pain. There's a, there's a lot of suffering uh, that goes in it. Uh, my heart honestly breaks for my family because mm -hmm. they're in a situation that there's nothing physical they can do. But I will yeah. say, uh, I believe God gives us opportunities for whatever we go through uh, to be able to to proclaim the gospel. And there has not been a nurse or a doctor yet that I have not talked about my faith. In fact, this shirt I have on YEC, I had a doctor that came up to me and he was actually my radiology oncologist. He was like, man, what does YEC mean? I said, well, brother, listen, I'm a youth evangelist. And this is, <laughs> this stands for the youth evangelism conference that we do in Tennessee. And we do this because we want to see people come to a saving understanding knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I said, brother, man, I don't want to leave here without asking you, man, do you know Jesus? 
And mm-hmm. I, what I've even learned in that is wow. there's a lot of people that they'll say they know Jesus. And I'll say, man, tell me, tell me your story, man. Tell me, mm-hmm. what, what do you believe about Jesus? Because that's the defining thing. Is right. Jesus your king or is Jesus somebody that you believe in that was a good man? And yeah. man, God is, God's giving us these opportunities. I was, I had to get a port put in because I actually start chemotherapy tomorrow, uh, which is November 30th. And uh, my nurse that came to me, uh, you know, I had to get ready for this surgery that they're putting this port in. And they were like, hey, is there... Are there any, is there anything in you, any devices in you, anything in you? I said, ma'am, yes, there is something in me. And it's the spirit of God. It's <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus chicked her, dude. Jesus chicked her. And it was like, look, I, and I don't want to be cheesy about it, but I'm trying yeah. to look for every opportunity I can, because honestly, that has been the thing that has gotten me through this. Uh, mm. Because I've, ever since that day on September 29th, man, it's death is real. Um, I never thought about it. Like I preached about it. I've talked about it. I've read about it, but it wasn't until that day that I, you know, I realized that I'm not Superman. It's something that, Hey, I'm death is going to happen. Now I'm hoping that I'm going to be on the wake up list every single day uh, for a long time. But the reality is what if today is my last day and I'm trying to live my life where I'm, I'm living every day. Like it's the last day I have, man, I see my wife differently. I see my kids differently. I even see the sky and the the leaves on the trees differently. I enjoy food, the food that I can have. Um, I enjoy it greater than I've ever experienced it before. Um, I mean, it's just, there's so many things that I I think, I I really think I took for granted. Worship, oh my word. Man, you walk into a, you walk into a congregation now and you start hearing the song, The Battle Belongs. Man, I'm weeping. Because it's like, man, I'm, I feel like I'm going through a battle right now within my own body. My body is trying to eat itself alive uh, mm-hmm. through the cancer cells. And it's like, man, it's, I can't sing a song that I'm not thinking about death. And it's, it's just real. But that Philippians 121, to live as Christ, to die as gain, that has been kind of my motto. It's like, okay, Jesus, if I'm going to live today, I'm going to live for you. But Jesus, if I'm not going to be here tomorrow and if I die, I get to be with you. And there's something that, that to, to me, that is one of the greatest things that we can look forward to. It's called hope. I mean, my hope is in Jesus. Now, right. look, I, I don't want to don't say I didn't look forward to the coming of Christ, but I'm really looking forward to the coming of Christ. Like, I don't want to fight this battle of cancer. I wish Jesus would come back today. Uh, but at the same time, I know that there's a lot of lost people. And I'd rather there be another day that I can live and a lot of other people can live that they can go and tell somebody about Jesus that never heard about him before. Mm. Man, mm. Jay, I love that. And I can't help when you were sharing while I go uh, to think about uh, D.L. Moody, uh, the famous evangelist from the 1800s that some people say reached over a million people with the gospel. Mm. And he said that he had this life-changing experience uh, with Jesus. And he said after that, the music sounded different. The birds chirping sounded different. The, the sun looked different. It's just a whole different perspective on life. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. thank you for uh, being transparent and vulnerable and sharing that. Yeah. Mm. And, and yes, again, I see this urgency in your life, just this, this kind of this passion. And that's it really this experience is, in a sense, giving you that added perspective and urgency. And But we want to see that spread. We want to... We want that to be contagious. And so why is this word urgency so important? And then how can we um, create a culture of urgency for evangelism and disciple making among our ministries and the students? 
that we're reaching. Right. So. Um, I believe that I have a passion for evangelism and discipleship. It's because I had mentors in my life. I had men and women that invested in my life. I think that's our, our I think that's the problem with the church today. Uh, I think we want to go hear it. We believe it, but then we sit back and we don't do anything about it. And I think most people are in that in that position uh, because they don't know what to do. Well, the, the way you know how to do it, the way I learned how to do it was people brought brought me to visitation with them. They brought me to a to a restaurant. And as I sat down, we we had a waiter or waitress come and we prayed with them. And that person that sat across the table for me, they showed me how you share Jesus with anybody and everybody. And uh, it's just, I believe that we can make a difference is if we just, just invest in one other person. And as soon as we invest in that other person, we challenge them to go invest in somebody else. And then we take it from that point on and go invest in somebody else. And that's where you see multiplication. I mean, that's the only way we're going to see a difference in Christianity is when, when we multiply ourselves and we know that we can't do it. Because the fact is, I know in my life, I'm not promised tomorrow. I'm going to not be here one day. And what kind of legacy am I leaving? If I'm mm -hmm. investing in people, and, and honestly, in my life, man, my biggest investment has to be my wife and my two kids. I have a son and daughter, uh, and man, we're investing in their lives. And man, I have watched the beautiful uh, thing with my son. My son yeah. has watched me tell people about Jesus, and guess what? He's now on a, on a secular college campus telling people about Jesus. He's in a relationship, loving Jesus, leading other people to Jesus, and he's modeling that even in his relationship. Um, to just because Jesus is everything. And so if, 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 if that's true in my life, it's going to multiply down um, for other people that I'm around. Mm, awesome. Yes, I love that. And I think what comes to my mind when you're talking about this is we want to encourage students and even youth pastors and college pastors have one speed. Okay, let's go mm -hmm. full on 100. Let's share the gospel every opportunity we get. Often we, we overthink things, like even some of your examples, mm -hmm. evangelism examples, someone, some evangelism expert could say, well, that's not the best thing you could have said in that moment. But man, you shared and God uses seeds being planted. Yep. And so I think this boldness, I think Generation Z is ready for just yep. a new unleashing of the gospel and boldness and urgency. And that's when you start to see a movement happening. Not when you overthink it or be too careful. Anything you'd say, say to that, Jay? Uh, let's see. Uh, the, to me, the truth is I would be more scared to do a dance on TikTok than I would be to share Jesus. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> Me too, brother. <laughs> yeah. We're watching the, we're watching the next generation we're watching them have boldness with just doing life. They're willing yeah. to ask the hard questions. They're willing to, to stand up, man. We've seen since uh, 2020, we've seen this younger generation. They've been willing to stand up for other people's rights. And mm -hmm. man, what greater right is the right to life? And to me, it's like, man, death is real. And so we better be sharing Jesus because I mean, the only hope we'll ever have is in Christ. And, right. and I'm, it's, and we've got to model that with starting with our generation and then whoever, whoever invested in us is just, man, go grab one or two people. I know in my town, I have, uh, I have four youth pastors that are pretty new uh, to the middle Tennessee area. And I'm just kind of walking with them 
uh, we're going to really start in January, we're going to be walking through what does it look like? What are the hard questions that we hear in youth ministry uh, and walking through that? And I'm wanting to invest in them because these are things that I wish somebody would have told me 15 years ago, 20 years ago, yeah. that it's like, hey, man, this is the reality. Uh, ministry is not easy. Hey, living a Christian life is not easy. This is what you need to expect. And hey, it's the fact is that we're going to get dirty in the process. But the amazing, beautiful thing about Jesus is his blood cleanses us. We don't have to sit back and just get so mad and be disgruntled about messing up. But what we need to do is look forward. Okay, hey, today is a new day. Man, how do we move forward and continue just telling people about Jesus? Mm, I love that. And we've kind of addressed this a little bit. But what would you say to a young person that feels this calling of God to get in the game and to start sharing their faith, to start doing ministry, but they feel like, oh, I'm too young. I'm not, I don't have experience. What advice would you give to someone like oh, that? Oh, man. Uh, I tell them to be bold. I mean, I'm living that with my own son that's called a ministry. And one of the things is like, hey, you need to go and put yourself around other people that are going to challenge you to do greater things. Um, mm. Go and ask the right questions. Uh, whenever he goes to conferences, I, I usually challenge him, hey, go find the, the person that, uh, you know, is a leader. And I want you to go sit down with that person and have a conversation with them. Uh, that That's, I believe I'm doing what I, I'm doing today. It's because I try to put people around me that are going to challenge me to do, to do greater things for Christ. Um, and so I believe that the younger generation, they just need to, to be willing to let others invest in their lives. And honestly, that shows a humbleness. That right. shows people that, man, we're willing to learn. We're willing to, to sit down at the feet of others, to learn from them, because they, I know where my strengths are. I need to go around people that oh, have, have, have strengths that I'm not good at. And if I sit down and I learn from them, man, in fact, oh, I used to ride back and forth to seminary with this guy. His name was Dustin Lee. He's, a, he's actually a children's minister right now in, uh, in Monroe, Louisiana. That brother loved people like unlike any other person I've ever seen in my life, I learned how to look like Jesus because of his example. I'll never mm. forget, we'd be driving in New Orleans and I would get scared because I'm like, well, he's, he's on the phone, he's writing things on his arm, but people would call him early in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to the hospital, would you pray for me? And he wrote their name on his arm. And mm. I, by the time we got to school, his whole arm was filled up <laughs> with names, numbers. And what I would notice is all day long in class, I would see him look down at his arm and he would start praying. And I'm mm. like, how many people in my life have I said, I'm going to pray for, but then I, maybe I forget about it. Wow. This brother, he lived it. He, he did it. He set an example for me. Is, is the way you love people is, man, you live your life in action, trying to look like Christ, be like Christ. And man, I saw him pray for others. And then I would notice when we got back in the car, he would call them back. Hey, I just want to, you know, ask, you know, how are you doing? Uh, I'll never forget within a few weeks of our uh, friendship, uh, found out um, somebody in our home wasn't feeling well. And man, he showed up at my doorstep with a paper bag full of crackers, Gatorade and soup. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, that's love in action. And yeah. this brother just came and he met a physical need. And man, this is what I'm going through now with cancer. What, I, what, I've, what I've watched is there's so many people that are silent. Um, they're not vulnerable. They, they go through certain things. In fact, today, uh, a famous person uh, lost their battle with cancer. And they said that they, they had this private battle with cancer. I'm trying to live my life in a way that I want people to see this journey and learn how yeah. to minister to others, learn how to, what to say, how to say it, what to do. Um, because I know that I can't fight this on my own. And scripture says uh, that 
you know, I, I can't do this on my own. He says to bring my burdens and cast them to one another. Like I know that, Hey, I've got two brothers here with Shane, right. you and Paul, that I can come to you say, Hey, I need you to pray for me. I can't do this, man. And I have literally felt the power of prayer every time. Man, man. when I, when I get into a, 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 a deep, dark hole of depression, man, because hey, listen, cancer does that. When I get anxious and anxiety sets in and that has happened for the first time in my life, I've watched when I've sent a text out and I'm saying, please pray for me. Within 10 to 15 minutes, man, I feel the power of the Spirit of God in me. And I just feel a peace like I've never had before. I, I, it's wow. unexplainable. I mean, the scripture wow. tells us what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I'm, what I'm watching is if I'm vulnerable and, and, and I'm able to live my life in a way that other people can watch me do this, because everybody will call and say, hey, man, let me know what I can do. And what I've found is, man, that's a hard place to be. Okay, Shane, if you were to call me and say, hey, let me know what I can do. I don't know where you are financially. I don't know if I can yeah. say, hey, bro, can you send me $1,000? Mm -hmm. I don't know where you are now. But, but what I found is, Whatever you feel like the Lord is leading you to do, like we've had people show up at our house with meals, man, with frozen meals and say, hey, look, we, we know that you're probably taking care of tonight, but here, put this in the freezer. So the day when you're not feeling well, all you have to do is take it out and throw it in the, uh, in the oven. Man, it has been a blessing. We've had people like send us Venmo of like, hey, take your family out to Panda Express. Um, mm -hmm. we've had so many people just, just show up. And now, and honestly, one of the most beautiful things I've had in this is people send us cards that says, I am praying for you. And, and they're yep. saying that we don't want you just to hear about it, but here's it tangibly to where they write out what they're asking okay. God and begging mm -hmm. God. And now I will say I've been selfish in this battle and I have told people, I want people to pray for my healing this side of heaven. Because listen, I know yeah. what ultimate healing is. Healing is going to yeah. be the, the day that I get to be face to face with Jesus and my body is complete and whole again. And I'm wanting healing this out of heaven because guess what? There are still a lot of lost people and I want to yeah. win more people to Jesus uh, yeah. while I'm here. Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. yeah. And Jay, we're joining you in that prayer, man. And we're asking yeah. all of our Next Gen on Mission podcast family to join in that prayer. Is like, we want the Lord to give you many more days here on earth, many yes. more years, uh, because we need faithful leaders like yourself, man, that are passionate about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. And so, man, we know this is a softball question for you, um, man, but this is how we always close our conversations here on the Next Gen on Mission podcast is really with an on-mission charge because the heart behind the Next Gen on Mission podcast is to see the next generation realize they are the now generation, not just the future of the church, but they are the church right now, that they have a calling of God on their life now, that they are the church now to get in the game now. So would you give us one like practical, like closing thought on this and one practical next step? Oh yeah. Oh, mentoring is a necessity. I mean, if we're going to walk with Jesus, we better have somebody in our life uh, for accountability that's going to be willing to call us out. Uh, man, wow. God God blessed me in August uh, to put myself around eight men of God all over the country that were willing to tell each other the hard things. Mm. But anybody, man, it doesn't matter from birth to death if you know Christ. Now, listen, I know a little bitty kids aren't believers yet, but if you have come to a saving understanding and knowledge of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to have people that are willing to tell you the hard things. Mm -hmm. You've got to be willing to accept that. Man, I've had people call me out uh, for selfishness. I've had people call me out for just, man, being uh, mean sometimes. And I'm grateful for those brothers because it helps helps me get back aligned with where I'm supposed to be in my relationship with Jesus. And wow. honestly, those, those men and women in my life, man, they've always pointed me to the scripture. 
I need to have people listen. I, I've invested in my son for so long. Now he's always said, Hey dad, what are you learning from the word? And sometimes I remember the first time when he came to me with that, I'm like, Hey man, you ain't supposed to tell me that. But then I started thinking about it, man. How beautiful is that? If I've been willing to invest in yeah. him, now he's going to start investing in me and I get to learn from that kid. Now, granted, he's yeah. a young man now, but we have to be willing to, if, if I'm going to, if I want people that I want to hold them accountable, I have to be willing to be held accountable as well. But I really do believe that mentoring is the thing that sets us all apart. Man, we need mm -hmm. to be in a discipleship group. And hopefully yep. in that mentoring and accountability, uh, you're, you're being modeled. What does it look like to love Jesus? What does it lo look like to, to tell other people about Jesus? And the mm -hmm. only way that we're going to do that is if people hold us to that. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Man, it, it reminds me, Jay, of what you're talking about, the, of that old uh, John Maxwell leadership principle, which I love. He says, like, every Christian leader needs at least three kinds of people in their life. A Paul, somebody pouring into them. Uh, a Timothy, somebody they're pouring into, and then a, a then a Barnabas, somebody running alongside of oh, them, yeah. encouraging them. I, I love that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, man, that's, that's, we need extra Barnabases in our lives. And I, I know <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I know yeah. for me, that's been one of the most encouraging yeah. things for me. And this is what I would tell you: if you know anybody that's hurting, going through anything in their life, man, encourage them. If you don't yeah. know what to say, just call somebody or text them and say, "Hey, I love you." Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's better to do that than to say, I just don't know what to say, but man, right. encouragers. Oh man, I've been able to, to witness to people because of encouragement, man. Cause people say, man, why are you happy? Hey, why are you <laughs> joyful, man? You just found out that your life could be ending. Well, guess what, man? My joy is found in Jesus alone. Mm -hmm. Love that. Thank Jay. you so much, Jay. I, I, I think I've been so encouraged personally just in this yeah. conversation. And I, I think our listeners are going to want to follow you on social media, keep up with your story, pray for you. So what are some ways that they can connect with you? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think I'm all at J Barbier, J-A-Y-B-A-R-B-I-E-R. -E it looks like Barbie with an R. And so I'm from South Louisiana. It don't sound like it spells. And so, hey, I got you, brother. Follow like, man, I know that sometimes it's hard for our last names. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things, yeah, any kind of social media outlet. And my hope is that when people see my social media, uh, they're going to see good food, but they're all, also they're going to hear about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. And I want to encourage all of our podcast family, be sure to go follow Jay. You will be so encouraged and inspired and equipped by him and what the Lord's doing through him and just the messages that the Lord's putting on his heart. Like Jay, I love your videos, man. So keep those coming. Yeah. Um, so please know Jay, man, we love you. We're praying for you. Yeah. And we're so thankful for the wisdom that you invested upon us today and the listeners. And so friends, we want to thank you for spending time with us. If this conversation has been a help to you, be sure to share this uh, with others. Uh, a new aspect to the Next Gen on Mission podcast ministry is that not only do we have the audio that you can engage with, but we also have the videos that are being uploaded to our Jensen YouTube channel. So if you want to see this conversation in video, be sure to check us out on our Jensen YouTube channel. Be sure to give us a subscribe there. But feel free to share this conversation um, across all of your uh, ministry aspects and social media platforms. And if you have any questions on reaching the next generation, never hesitate to email us at evangelism at nam.net. Paul and I will see that. And we'll try to address those questions on future podcast episodes. And we want to thank you for spending some time with us today and being a part of this conversation. We pray you have a great rest of your day and tell somebody about Jesus.